0: My name's Laura and this is German GrammarPod. This podcast is about how to give commands or instructions such as come here or eat your dinner or wait for me. In grammar this form of the verb is also known as the imperative mood or simply the imperative. A lot of this podcast is aimed at beginners and intermediate learners but advanced learners will probably find what I have to say about the do form useful and also maybe the section on how to issue general instructions in writing. Right, let's get cracking. In English, the imperative is simple. There's only one sort and that's the infinitive of the verb. I'll be explaining what an infinitive is in a few minutes. For now, suffice it to say that examples of the command form in English are go, stay and grow up. It doesn't matter who you're talking to your boss, a ten-year-old, a classroom full of children, or a business meeting. The form's the same. Sure, you might add in a please, or you might choose to ask in the form of a question instead of giving a command. But if you are giving a command or instruction, there's only one form in English. German's not like that. There are three different command forms to match the three different forms of the word you in German. In other words, one for people you say Z to, one for people you say do to, and one for situations where you'd say ihr. I'm pretty sure I haven't addressed the issue of German having three forms of the word you in any of my previous podcasts. So, for those of you who don't know, in brief, do is the informal form of the word, which you use for children, for people your own age if you're under about 25, and for anyone you have a close friendship with or are closely related to, whatever age you are. Do can only be used to one person. If you want to address more than one person who you'd say do to at once, then you address them as ihr, which is the plural informal form. The third form of you in German is the formal form, sie, which is used for anyone you don't have the right to say do to. Sie can be either singular or plural, so it doesn't matter whether you're addressing one person or a group of people. Working out which one to say is actually quite complicated and as much a cultural as a linguistic matter. Who you'd use the formal form with and who you'd use the informal forms with actually varies from language to language and, for instance, doesn't follow quite the same rules in German as it does in French or Dutch. I may do a podcast on this in a few podcasts' time if listeners let me know they'd find that useful. For now, it's enough to know that these different forms exist and if in doubt, you should use "z" until asked to say do as i was saying german has different forms of the imperative one to match each of its words for you let's start with the formal form z as that's by far the easiest to give a command to someone you say z to you simply use the infinitive followed by z for instance kommen sie her come here "Setzen sie sich hin sit down or Geben Sie mir das Buch. Give me the book. The infinitive is the unconjugated form of the verb, the form that hasn't been changed to match the verb's subject or to show a tense. In English, we often express the infinitive with a to on the front. For instance, to come, to go, to eat, etc. But this to is not actually an essential part of the infinitive form in English, and you can use the term the infinitive just to refer to the verb part, for instance, come, go, eat, etc. In German, the infinitive almost always ends in EN and is almost always the form you use with Sie, you, Sie, they, and Wir, we. For instance, haben, have, essen, eat, bringen, bring. There is one exception to this, and it is also an exception in the command form, and that's the verb to be. The German infinitive of this verb is Sein, however the conjugated form of Sein that goes with Sie, you Sie, they and wir, we is Sind and the command form is neither of these, it's Seien for instance Seien Sie vorsichtig, be careful although this often does get pronounced as Sein so if you forget it doesn't matter unless you're an advanced learner trying to write it correctly. So the rule for Z is to use the infinitive followed by Z, except for to be, where you use Zion followed by Z. But what if you want to use a negative? What if you want to tell someone, don't eat that, or don't be so serious? Simple. You add in a nicht, not. For instance, Essen Sie das nicht? Don't eat that. Seien Sie nicht so ernst? Don't be so serious. Setzen Sie sich nicht hin. Don't sit down. As a general rule when giving a command you should slot the nicht in immediately after Z and any other pronouns. Pronouns are words that refer to a noun. Examples include he, she, it, you, that, those, anybody, myself and nobody. There are sometimes also other places you can put the nicht further on in the sentence. But putting it after all the pronouns will produce correct German word order in all the instances that Martin and I have come up with so far. Now, some of you may have been listening to this podcast wondering if you should really be using straight, direct commands like that with people who you'd say Z to. Well, there are definitely circumstances where it would be appropriate. For instance, a police officer interviewing someone but in a lot of circumstances it would probably at least be advisable to add in a bitter please setzen sie sich bitte hin please sit down kommen sie bitte her please come here you add the bitter in in the same place where you would add a nicht and if you're adding both for instance setzen sie sich bitte nicht hin then it's bitter first nicht second also In many circumstances it might even be better to avoid the command form altogether with people you say Z to, and ask a question instead, such as Könnten Sie bitte herkommen? Could you come here please? What I'm trying to say is that just because German has a command form that goes with Z doesn't mean it's always socially appropriate to use it. At least not without even so much as a bitte, please however beginners and intermediate learners please don't worry too much about offending people by using command forms i have always found germans very understanding of how difficult it is for german learners to pick precisely the right level of politeness if you need to express a command and all you can remember is that you put an infinitive in front of z but that this might not be very polite please don't torture yourselves too much about offending people because you can't remember the right form being able to give commands can be very useful And it's likely that most people will realise you didn't attend to give offence, but that your German was simply limited. Moving on, I'm going to cover ihr next, not because I think that's the next most useful form, for most learners it's not, but because it's the next most simple. You simply use the form of the verb that goes with ihr, but put it at the start of your sentence or clause, instead of in second position where a verb would usually belong in German. For instance, Come here, setzt euch hin, sit down, seid vorsichtig, be careful. Just like with the Z-Form, you can also make negatives by adding a nicht, or be politer by adding a bitte. For instance, Est die Bananen nicht, don't eat the bananas, or setzt euch bitte hin, please sit down. Notice that unlike with the Z-Form, you don't have to include the personal pronoun, the ihr, So, whereas it's kommen sie her, you'd usually say kommt her. If you do add in the ear and say kommt ihr her, the impact is like if you add the you with English, emphasising the person you're giving the command to. For instance, you come here or you order breakfast. Notice that unlike in English, in German the verb comes first and the ear comes second. When you're giving a command in German, the verb always comes first in the clause irrespective of whether it's sie, ihr or du being addressed. So let's move on to the do command form. This is the most difficult to work out as there's no single simple rule for how to do it. There are a couple of rules that are very productive and therefore very useful for beginners and intermediate learners. Then there are a load of exceptions which are important for advanced and very advanced learners trying to pass exams in German but which most of the rest of us can live without. For most verbs you can just use the stem as the do imperative. The stem is what you get when you take the infinitive and knock off the final en. Or, if there isn't a final en, then just the final n. Examples of infinitives include kommen, to come, gehen, to go, haben, to have, warten, to wait, sein, to be, and sammeln, to gather. Knock off the final en or the final N if there is no E to get to the stem and you get Komm Come geh, Go Wart Wait Sei Be and Sammel Gather Beginners and intermediate learners, you can use all of these as do imperatives. All of them are used as imperatives in colloquial spoken German. Alternatively, you can add an extra E on the end of any of them except sei. Unlike the rest of them, sei never gets an extra e. It always just stays sei. For instance, sei vorsichtig, be careful. Sei brav, be good. Anyhow, with the rest of them, you end up with komme, come, gehe, go, warte, wait, and sammle, gather. People do sometimes use these in spoken German, and they very often use them in written German. But there's a catch actually two of the forms I just gave you, although commonly used in spoken German, are considered incorrect. Beginners and intermediate learners, pay no attention to this. If it's good enough for native German speakers, it's good enough for you. But, advanced and very advanced learners, you might like to note that my two ringers were Wart, wait, and Sammel, gather. Let's start with Sammel. The exception in question here applies to verbs with infinitives that don't end in en. In the list I reeled off a couple of minutes back, that was zamen to gather and sein to be. Let's ignore sein to be. As I already mentioned, its correct do imperative form is always "zai". But the rest of the infinitives that don't end in en don't work like that. Although colloquially just their stem is often used, technically you're supposed to add an e to these and should definitely do this in writing. But you can optionally drop the final E within the stem. So for instance, sammeln to gather becomes zamler or zamler. Handeln to trade becomes handler or handler. And wandern to hike becomes vanderer or vandre The other ringer was wart. Again, colloquially you will hear this without an E, but officially it should have one. The reason vata is supposed to have an E on the end is because of the letter its stem ends on. Stems which end on a D or a T are supposed to have an E on the end in the imperative and not to be used without. So officially it's vata, wait, and FINDER, find, and not VART or FIND. Likewise, stems that end in an obstruent followed by an M or an N are also supposed to form the DO imperative with an E on the end. Obstruents are the consonant sounds formed by obstructing the airway and they make up the bulk of the consonant sounds. More precisely they're P, B, T, D, K, G, F, V, S, SH, Z and CH. So verbs where you should end the imperative in an E include Atman, to breathe and begegnen to encounter, which correctly form the imperatives atma and begegne. As far as I can make out, an obstruent followed by an m or an n is actually more or less unpronounceable unless you add an extra e, so I think instead of trying to remember the list of obstruents, you could probably get away with just remembering that any stem that wouldn't be pronounceable without a vowel on the end has to form the imperative with an e on the end of it. As I mentioned, beginners and intermediate learners needn't worry about memorising these exceptions and can make imperatives from just the STEM or the STEM plus an E as the mood takes you. But, advanced learners, if both in doubt and in an exam situation, I advise putting an E on the end of all these imperatives except XI, unless you're certain you're not dealing with one of these exceptions. However, There is a second group of verbs where you don't use the stem to make the infinitive. These are verbs with an E in their stem, which changes to an I or an IE in the do form of the verb. Examples of verbs that form the do imperative differently are geben, to give, ich gebe, du gibst, nehmen, to take, ich nehme, du nimmst, and vergessen, to forget, ich vergesse, du vergisst. What you do with these verbs instead is take the do form, for instance gibst, nimst, vergisst and knock the st off. This gives you the imperatives gib, give, nim, take and vergiss, forget. There's no option about having an e on the end of these command forms. They never do take an e. All the extra things I told you about the ear form such as adding in a bitter or a nicht also apply to the do form, as does the fact that the verb comes first in the sentence. Then you leave the do out, unless you want to emphasise who you're giving the command to. Komm du her, you come here. While I'm on the subject of things you can add in, there's also another useful word I want to discuss in this podcast, and that's the word mal. German throws this in part way through a command clause to soften its impact. For instance, setzt euch mal hin. Sit down, or Komm mal her, come here, or even kommen Sie mal her? Although it's a lot less common to find mal used with the Z form than it is with the informal U forms. There's no real direct translation for mal into English when it's used in this way. It kind of means just this once but English wouldn't add just this once to commands like German adds mal. In some ways it's similar to adding a please But it's not quite equivalent to adding a please, as you can add one of those as well and say, kommt bitte mal her, please come here. It's just an extra word you can throw in, with the effect of making your commands or instructions seem softer and friendlier. However, it is well worth remembering if you can, and adding it in, as it makes commands seem a lot nicer. There are also several other similar words you can throw into a command in German, such as doch, ja and Ruhig, none of which really have a direct equivalent in English. I don't intend to go into them here, as that would make this podcast too long, but in case you'd like to read more about them, they're called modal particles. So that covers how you do commands to people you call Du, Ihr or Sie, but German also has another important way of doing commands, which it uses for situations such as the keep off the grass sign or cookbooks, where the instruction is being issued usually in writing, to the world in general, rather than to a specific person or people. This form of command simply uses the infinitive. However, instead of putting it at the beginning of a clause with a Z after it like we did for z commands, here German puts the infinitive at the end of the clause without any personal pronoun being mentioned. Examples of this include nicht rauchen, no smoking, Rasen nicht betreten, keep off the grass, Eigelb und vier Esslöffel heißes Wasser cremig schlagen. Beat the egg yolk and four tablespoons of hot water until creamy. By the way, both nicht rauchen and rasen nicht betreten would usually have exclamation marks at the end of them, as, unlike English, which tends to frown on the use of too many exclamation marks, German uses the exclamation mark at the end of direct commands. However, This doesn't apply to general instructions such as recipes, so my sentence about beating the egg yolk until creamy doesn't end in an exclamation mark. Well, that was it for commands. The first thing to remember is that like in English, giving a direct command in German without any extra words such as bitter or mal can come across as a bit rude and overly direct. But beginners shouldn't be put off using the command form for fear of appearing rude. The chances are it'll be quite obvious you're only a beginner and people won't take it badly that you don't know how to make the request more politely. However, for intermediate and advanced learners, mal and bitter are useful words to insert in commands. And advanced learners should already know how to phrase their request or instruction in a different way. For instance, using a question and the conditional when the circumstances warrant it. Commands for people you call z are really, really easy as you just use the infinitive at the start of your sentence, followed immediately by Z. In fact, they're so easy, my husband, who just started learning German a few months ago, usually uses these to me when he wants to use a command form on me in German, because he's already picked up how to do these, whereas the DO form more complicated. This is a good strategy for beginners. It sounds a bit odd to the person hearing the command if you usually call them DO, but it doesn't make the command any less comprehensible. So it's a good communication strategy, until you learn the Do-form. The one exception to be aware of here is that instead of Sein Sie, it's actually Seien Sie, to give the command with B, such as Seien Sie vorsichtig, be careful. Although, as Germans often don't clearly pronounce the extra E, if you forget, you still sound right in spoken German. The ear form is also relatively easy, as it's just the conjugated form of the verb that you usually use with ear put at the start of your sentence. For instance, wartet auf mich, wait for me. You can add in the er after the verb if you want to put a stress on who is to carry out the command. With the do commands for most verbs you use the verb stem or the verb stem with an extra e on the end to give you commands such as kom her or komme her. There are some verbs where it's technically wrong not to put an e on the end. These are verbs that don't end in an EN, verbs whose stem ends in a T or a D, and verbs whose stem ends in an obstruent followed by an N or an M. However, as many Germans drop the E when they speak, it's only if you're an advanced learner trying to impress an examiner that this matters. The exception is sein, to be. The do imperative of this is always just sei. However, there's also a group of verbs that don't use their stem to form the command. These are verbs with an e in their stem which changes into an i or an ie in the do form. For these, you instead have to take the do form of the verb, for instance gibst, and knock off the st to give you gib mir das Buch, give me the book. With the do imperative, like with the ear form, you put the verb right at the start of your clause and can also optionally follow it with a do. However, in contrast, if you want to write a general instruction for instance, to keep off the grass or in a cookbook. You use the infinitive of the verb at the end of the sentence. For instance, bitte nicht rauchen. No smoking, please. So, that was it for this German grammar pod. My thanks as ever to Martin Krauss for his native German speaker help with my podcasts. Transcripts of these podcasts and relevant grammar tables are available on my website sites.google.com site slash German GrammarPod. You can also find comments and recommendations from other listeners on my blog website, germangramarpod.blogspot.com. Next time, I'm going to be talking about Konjunktiv Eins and reported speech. In other words, how to say, he said he was going to the bank, as opposed to, I'm going to the bank, he said. If you think it would be useful for me to do a podcast on when to use do, z, and ear, please send me an email at germangramarpod.com at yahoo.co.uk and let me know. Anyhow, that's it for this time. So from me, it's goodbye and thanks for listening.